Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. A short recap of the last time I taught. Uh, we're going to still be talking about abide. And... Uh, so we started with these scriptures, and I want to read them again because that's the basis of all of this lesson. John 15, verses 1 through 11. John 15, 1 through 11. <clears throat> Jesus speaking here, saying, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, or prunes it, <laughs> that it may bring forth more fruit. He doesn't just prune to be mean. He does it so we can be more productive. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine no more can ye except ye abide in me I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit for without me ye can do nothing if a man abide not in me he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gathered them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. So shall ye be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If Ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And then we read verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. In other words, set you apart. That you should go and bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. So that word abide means simply to stay. To remain. To continue to be present. The vine of any plant imparts to its branches. So Jesus, being the vine, he imparts to us. He gives us what we need to be productive, strength and life and anything else that we need. He says if we do not produce fruit, it's because we're trying to do things without him. 
were good for nothing. In other words, nothing profitable for the kingdom of God. He said, abide in me. You absolutely cannot bear fruit except you abide in me or stay in me. I am the vine. You're the branches. He that stays continually in me and I in him will bear not just fruit, but much fruit. The fruit that he's talking about, yes, it could be the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit being love and joy and peace, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, self-discipline, all of those things. The fruit of repentance, the fruit of righteousness, the fruit of our lips, praises unto God, the fruit of our labor, even a harvest of fruit. All of these things, we can't do it on our own. But we can do it if we abide in him. We talked all about the distractions um, that are going on in the world that we live in. We're here. It's just where we're at. This is where the Lord has placed us right now for this time in the kingdom. We can hope and wish and all of that that we could go back to the days where, you know, everything was so simple. Well, if you're going to go back to that life, you got to go back to carrying water, you know, half a mile just to get back to the house with water so you can do the dishes or cook or whatever. So, while some things sound good, then we think about it and all we do is turn a faucet and have water. We're like, oh, I think I'll stay here. <laughs> but we did, we talked about all the distractions that steal our attention away from being connected to the vine. Anything good that comes from our lives that will benefit the kingdom is because we are branches connected to the vine. In ourselves, the Bible says, I'm nothing. <laughs> I am nothing. I can do nothing of myself. But through Christ, I can do all things. So today... I want to talk to us today for a few minutes about this. It's not just about being connected. Jesus stated that fact. He said, I'm the vine. You're connected to me. You're the branches. We are in him. He is in us. We are connected to the vine, Jesus Christ. Now, we weren't the original intended branches, but we were as Gentiles, grafted into the vine, and we're very, very, very thankful for that. So the connection source, we have everything we need being connected. It's the source of fruitfulness. The power source is accessible. The source of love and free-flowing forgiveness is there. The properties are all in place for us to have a sound mind, for us to have joy, for peace. If we have the Holy Ghost, we have everything that we need. If we have taken on his name in baptism, we are connected to the vine. 
We have all that we need. And Jesus simply stated the fact, you're in. I'm the vine, and now you're one of my branches. Everything that you will ever need, you have it. It's accessible to you. So the problem is not necessarily the connection. The problem is what Jesus was trying to teach. Staying there. Abiding there. Staying long enough with him to act like him. To talk like him. To think the way that he thinks. To actually be the light that he was. That he described to his followers. This is what I see. We, and we all know this. We are desperately trying to get people that don't know Jesus out of their darkness. They are hurt and they are confused. And we need to introduce them to Jesus. Get them grafted in the vine. But as Jesus said, without me, aside from me, you can do nothing. We don't have all of the answers to give people, but we know the source. And we want to get them connected to the source. Jesus said in John 12 and 46, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide or stay in darkness. He came to set people free. There are so many abiding in darkness that they just live there. They stay there. It's where they dwell every single day. And some just cannot get away from it. Especially those tormented mentally. And unfortunately, we tend to hear about it when it's a little too late. And unless you've ever been in a dark place mentally, it's hard to understand that pain. Jesus came to set them free, to be a light. But then he grafted us into the vine so we can be the light also. Whatever we believe, we act upon it. If we believe that we're worthless, then we don't take care of ourselves because it just doesn't matter. And we also tend to project that upon the others around us. We believe that since we think we're worthless, then anybody that sees us thinks the same thing. We just assume they think we're worthless as well. So people that deal with those things, it's a dark place. They live in that darkness. It's where lies abide. It's where the father of lies dwells. He dwells in darkness, and he has kept them in darkness. But as we became grafted into the vine, that light of the world shined truth into us, and it began to dispel the darkness. Because light overcomes darkness. Now that same light shines through us as the branches. We are an extension of the vine, the true light of the world. Jesus said in Matthew 14, 5 and 14, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. 
Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light to the all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they can see your good works and bring glory to your Father, which is in heaven. We have everything that we need to dispel the darkness in other people's lives. He's not asking us to be the root, the Savior, the very one that makes things holy, that makes us righteous, that makes it possible to bear fruit. He just said, abide. Just stay with me. Dwell with me. And you will also bear fruit. And you will also be light. I'm thankful that he has given us that opportunity. That we don't have to live in darkness. Once that light comes in and cleanses us and dispels the darkness and the lies in us. Now we are the light of the world. There's so many benefits of abiding in him and his word abiding in us. He said his joy would remain in us. It would stay in us and our joy would be full. Joy is different than happiness. We can be happy one moment and down the next depending on what the day brings. But joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It's a product of staying in the vine. Joy is, I can have joy deep down in my soul when everything is going wrong. I can still come to the house of the Lord and no matter what is happening in my life, no matter what a doctor said, no matter what's happening on the job or in my family, I can still lift my hands and worship the Lord and mean it from the depths of my heart because there is a joy within me, the joy of the Lord, and it's my strength. If his word abides or remains in us, the Bible said it keeps us from sin. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. His word will lead us. It makes a clear pathway for us. It helps us to choose the right path. So many benefits of abiding. Psalm 119 and 105, thy word is a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my pathway. He will guide us. When we need to make a decision, we just abide. We just stay as close as we can to the source, to the vine. We're already connected, but we abide, we remain, we choose to stay present with him. We don't look for the answer here or there or somebody else's advice. We stay connected to the vine and he will light up the pathway for us. Abiding in him is where the gifts of the spirit will flow. Sometimes we stand back in awe when we see the gifts of the Spirit operate in people's lives. But it simply means one thing. It's because they've been abiding. They've been staying. They're not just connected 
at one point receive the Holy Ghost and then go days without prayer and then days without being in the Word and months without being in church. There's a lot of people that do that. They're connected. They've received the Holy Ghost, but they're not abiding. The gifts of the Spirit will flow. 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. For to one is given the Spirit, the word of wisdom. By the Spirit, the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Notice he keeps emphasizing by the same Spirit. The source is the same. It's God. It's the root of David. It's the same. In other words, by the same root source, by the vine, come all of these giftings. These are commodities that we would never have without abiding in the vine. Jesus gave this teaching. Yes, you are connected. I am the vine. You're the branches. That's a fact. Now this is what I need you to do. Stay in me. Abide in me. In this world of distractions, you can be distracted 24-7. We don't even have to try. If you have a cell phone, you can be distracted 24-7. But he wants us to stay in him, abide in him. Peace is a great benefit. Isaiah 26 and 3, thou wilt keep him. Keep him in peace. No, perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed, remaining, abiding on thee, because he trusteth in thee. We can have answers to our prayers. It's a benefit of abiding in the vine. John 1 and 16, we read it. You have not chosen me. I have chosen you. Set you apart that you should bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of my Father in my name, he may give it you. When we're abiding, when we're getting all of our resources from God, from the vine, the chances are we're not going to ask for the wrong thing. Because I know when we read scriptures like that, we say, well, I've asked. I've asked and he did not answer. and He didn't give it to me. But when you are abiding in the Lord, we're not going to ask for the wrong thing. We're not going to ask in a selfish way. We're not going to ask for things to be done my way. We're going to ask, but we're going to say, your will be done, God. And guess what happens? His will is done. He answers. He answers. This only happens when I am abiding in his word and it's abiding in me. When I'm abiding in his spirit and it's abiding in me. It's all about staying. 
when you don't feel his presence. When you cannot hear his voice. You don't feel the prompting of the spirit like you felt before. It's staying anyway. When he says no, you stay. It's abiding when your prayers don't seem to be answered. Or at least not in the way that you had it all figured out. It's staying close to the source no matter how we feel. No matter what comes our way. The ups and the downs and the ugliness of life. It's not about being connected. It's about staying. The Bible says we are the bride of Christ. Our relationship with God is likened unto a marriage. Can I ask you this? What is the hardest thing to do in a marriage? And yet, the most rewarding thing to do when the marriage is struggling. It's to stay. It's to stay. It may look like Pastor and I just have it all figured out. But there have been a whole lot of times that each of us have had to make the decision to stay. Just stay. No matter how bad it looks. No matter if we're never going to agree on the same thing. Just stay. Just stay. It's the hardest thing, but it's the most rewarding thing as well. Remain. Remain where you are. Is it hard? Absolutely. Is it fun to keep obeying God's commandment of marriage? Sometimes it isn't fun at all. Not when there's trouble, but is it worth it? Yes, it's worth it. It doesn't matter how much fun the world says it is to be single and what they portray that to be. Or how delusional we are thinking that the next spouse is going to be better than this one. The truth of God's word is the best answer. Stay. Make it work. Do whatever you have to do to stay. We get truthful answers from him when we stay. When we're connected to the vine, he is very truthful with us. And he will tell us exactly what we need to hear. So that we can change and become the best person he needs us to be. I know nobody's asking today, but I'm going to give you what I feel is the best advice for a great marriage. Keep yourself connected. Keep yourself in prayer. Keep yourself in a relationship with God. Stay in communication with the source. The one who had the idea of marriage from the beginning. Abide in him. Continue to be present with the Lord. It was a few years back. And I was complaining. Imagine that. 
I was complaining about my husband to the Lord. And I was telling the Lord all the things he needs to change. I know you all think he is, as the Bible says, Mark, the perfect man. <laughs> he is pretty close. I mean, he stayed, so you know he's pretty good. <laughs> he's going to get 22 crowns in heaven. Um, but I'm praying and I'm talking to the Lord about things that my husband needs to change. And then, as I was abiding in that moment with the Lord, woo, he began to show me, he's not really your problem. You are your problem. And then he began to show me all the things that I was putting on him, thinking he needed to change that. It was really what I needed to change. When we abide in the Lord, he will tell us the truth. The very best thing you could ever do for any relationship, even not marriage, but any relationship with any person, is work on you. Become the best you that you can be. And I don't mean that in a worldly term. I mean that with the vine and being a branch connected to the vine. Be the best godly person that you can be. And don't ever stop working on you. Ever. Because until we hit the grave, there's still work to be done. Right, Mom? There's still work to be done. You would think, I'm like, okay, God, I'm almost 60 years old and I don't have it yet. Nope, because you're still walking in flesh. You still got a lot to learn. But I'm going to learn it because I'm going to stay connected. I'm going to stay, I'm going to abide. The very best thing any of us can do for our marriage is to work on ourselves. Stop worrying about what they need to change. Stop trying to manipulate them to change. God can handle them as he handles us. Just see what happens. It's a challenge I'm putting out to you right now for any relationship you have. If there's a struggle between you and anybody else, get a mirror. Look in it and say, okay, God, let's go to work. What do I need to change? Oh, I know some of you are thinking, <laughs> whatever, you don't know what I live with. Well, actually, I do. I have one of those people from Mars, too. They're pretty much the same. And so are we. <laughs> I am troubled. I am troubled. Because of what I am seeing in marriages right now of godly, connected people. They are connected to the vine. Connected but not abiding. That's the problem. We're all connected. We're all saved. But we're not abiding 
We're not staying long enough with him at times to get to know him, to take on his character, to bear the fruit of the spirit. They're busy working in the kingdom, but the busyness takes priority over a relationship with God and their marriages are falling apart. I spoke with one of the girls on our ladies team and she was telling me that her husband got four phone calls in the same week of pastors and ministers whose marriages were breaking up. That's disturbing. But there's a reason for it. Connected but not abiding. Not staying there. Not being with him. Not being with Jesus. We're so busy. We're so distracted. But we have to make a choice. To abide. Great and awesome things happen when we abide. Miracles happen when we're abiding in the Lord. When you're in prayer, and it's not just, bless my family, do this, do this, do this, and it's not our list, and it's all of those things are important. I'm not, that sounded like I was downgrading that. I'm not. But then there's that time where you just abide. You just stay. Whether you feel him or not, you just stay. It was in those times that the Lord gave me a word to give to somebody. It was in those times that miracles happened in people's lives because God had spoken a word to me. You, are, you remember the story of Marvin Walker. But that's when it happened because I was abiding. Miracles happen when we abide because... We hear his voice. It's so clear when we're abiding. I know as, and I want to speak just for a moment here to parents that have young children. It's very difficult, I remember it very well, to have time for prayer and the word. And the first thing I would say to you as Sister Freeman gave the advice is condemnation does not come from the Lord. It comes from the enemy of your soul. And if he can keep you feeling condemned and guilty and full of shame, well, then he can keep you from living the life that you're supposed to live. Condemnation is a lie because it comes from the enemy. The Holy Ghost brings conviction through truth in love. The enemy brings condemnation through lies and guilt. So parents, I will say this. Pray when you can. Read the word when you can. I know we have this ideal prayer life where everybody gets up at 5. I don't even think the Lord's up then, but anyway. 
you get up at 5 o'clock and you spend two or three hours with the Lord and in prayer and in his word, and oh my goodness. Okay, I just want to say that's one single benefit of being an empty nester. The rest I don't like at all. I'm ready for them to all come back home. Bring their families with them. But it's about abiding. It's about abiding all day long. Keeping our minds on Jesus. Staying connected to the vine. It's not about a certain amount of time that you set aside to be with Jesus. And that is important. If you can do it, do it. But we're all in different stages of life. And sometimes that is next to impossible. But can I just say this to you? If you're spending hours on the internet or hours watching movies or hours gaming or whatever that is, then don't tell me you don't have time to spend with Jesus. It's a choice. It's a choice. Make vine choices. Make vine choices. Choose to continue to be present with God. Make choices that keep us connected to the source. Since our time is so limited, put on godly music in your home. You don't know what that's doing in your home. It's creating this atmosphere that's awesome. There's nothing like it. Put on some preaching, even if you can't hear every word because the kids are screaming or playing or whatever they're doing, just put it on. Trust me, they're going to hear it. I mean, they're playing in the pews and you get home and they tell you what the preacher said. It's like, oh, you heard that? Wow. Put on things that will feed your soul. Put those things into your mind. Listen to those podcasts. There are ways to abide without being on your knees. It's about keeping our hearts and our minds stayed on God. What are our desires? What do we desire? What do we long for? Dietitians will tell you that whatever you feed yourself, that's what your body begins to crave. It's no different with our minds. Whatever we feed our minds, our minds begin to crave that. You think you're just going to watch the first episode of a season of whatever. I just watched one episode. Well, like three days later, you're like sitting there. Season 12, episode 22. <laughs> like, oh, my mind really wanted a lot of that. He does give us instructions in those words. He gives us a how to abide instruction. He said, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. John 14 and 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. When people ask us for advice... I think we need to connect to the vine before we open our mouth. I don't really care if people think I'm intelligent or not. They'll figure that out. But I am most concerned about what the Lord's thoughts are 
on a situation. And again, I want to end today with the same scriptures, Psalm 91. I'm asking you to hear these words with your heart today. He that dwelleth lives there continually in the secret place. It's a place of covering and shelter of the Most High shall abide, shall stay, shall stay under the protection of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day. He takes all fear away from us when we abide in him. Nor for the pestilent that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh unto thee. Only with thy eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation, your dwelling place, where you retreat, where you abide, your refuge. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee. To keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands. Lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon them. Upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon. Shalt thou trample under feet. And then the Lord says this of David. Because he had a heart continually set on him. Verse 14. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation I want all of it <laughs> I want all of those things all of those benefits and they are available as we abide in these last days that we are in when there's so much turmoil and strife so much confusion in the world We've got to stop looking for the answers everywhere else because we're already connected to the answers that we need for everything. Abide. Remain. Stay. Stay there as much as possible. It's where the answers are. It's where our hope is found.
And it's where we receive peace of mind. I want us to pray today. Lord.